What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. This is former world champion boxer Showtime Sean Porter. Hey, this is Booby Gibson. I'm Josh Creed. Hi, this is Joe Tate, voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you're listening to Sports Power Talk. You listen to Sports Power Talk. And keep listening, or it'll be wham with the right hand. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the University of Akron, WZIP Sports presents the best sports talk show this side of Lake Erie. No question, with all due respect. This is Sports Power Talk. With the latest in sports news. Your Akron Zips are the 2022 MAC champions. The Zips have defeated the Kent State Electric Chicken. In-depth analysis. Astrology for women is equal to what Joe Rogan is for men. <laughs> have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> and of course, the hottest takes. He's just bad. Let me tear your hey, labrum and you can go on the You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's only a game. Why you have to be mad? Just the same old Browns! You know, bro. Hold on, bitch. I think that was textbook top cheese. Cleveland! This is for you! From the best that Ohio sports has to offer to the best of the Akron Zips. Now it's time for SPT. What is going on, sports power talks and sports power talk enthusiasts and Zips fans from near and far? It's time for the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever would be. And some would even say the best sports talk show on this side of Lake Erie. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congrove. And joining me today is two incredible analysts starting off today with the man who is the other half of our UFC podcast. He has more talents than I've ever seen in anybody else, and he makes every elevator ride at Colby Hall at the University of Akron, a very fun one. It's Alex Henry. Welcome back, Alex. Thank you, Logan. This is actually my first show back since before the Sweet 16 in March Madness. Wow. So we're coming up Long hiatus. four months. So I haven't gotten to uh, spit my opinions on a mic in a while. So It's going to be ex- a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited. Also joining me today, making her SPT debut here at WZIP. She just represented her team and her country with Puerto Rico for in the CONCACAF World Cup. Her name is Abby Coley, a student athlete here at the University of Akron with our Zips women's soccer team. Abby, welcome to the team. Hi, welcome. I'm happy to be here. It's my first time on SPT. Um, I'm happy to be here and just to have a good time. So let's get it. Absolutely. Super excited for today's show. We got a jam-packed outline for you today, starting off with some MLB baseball talk. And then in segment two, we will get into some miscellaneous headlines, as I like to call it today, as well as hot mic. If you haven't got your questions in yet, you're going to want to do so at WZIP Sports on Twitter. And then when we get into our second hour, it's going to be a little bit of NBA headlines and finish up with the NBA Finals. But like I mentioned, let's get right into some baseball, starting off with something that happened at the Guardians game, but not necessarily the Guardians game, and that was Sir Yacht's first pitch. I don't know if you guys saw Sir Yacht's first pitch, but Sir Yacht is a comedian, a Cleveland comedian, for those of you who don't know who he is, and he comes up to the mound and did not throw the ball. He threw himself off the mound and hit his face in the grass and there's been a a bit of a reaction to it there's people that think it was hilarious and there's people that think he made a complete mockery of a baseball tradition I have a strong opinion on this one but I'll toss it to you guys first what did you guys make of Sir Yacht's first pitch I didn't see I didn't see this I did not see the Sir Yacht pitch but from fell on his face I know who this is I know the comedian I don't care why not it's funny bro first pitch is it's, sometimes they're embarrassing. Are people happy with embarrassing? Why not switch it up? Like, 
uh, what was her name? Simone, uh, the the Biles. gymnast. Yeah, and she did like an air, a standing aerial and a backflip, and then pitched the ball. That's cool. Switch it up. Why not? fall on your face <laughs> uh for me i kind of i understand from both perspectives i understand it's a tradition um so i see where they're coming from but like alex said i can see the the funniness to it and the comedy to it so for me i'm kind of neutral on the situation um i can kind of see both sides to this so i would agree i i think it was funny i don't understand the argument of you're making a mockery of a tradition because first pitches as of lately nobody throws a good first pitch ever and that's his job. Do you know how much money he just made by doing that and how much attention people are giving him because of that? He was talked about on first take by Stephen A. for that pitch. He's all over the Internet. He just improved his brand by yeah. probably thousands of dollars. W marketing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, no, he did not make a mockery out of the first pitch, in my opinion. I think the comedy aspect of it is hilarious. And that's something that baseball lacks is mm-hmm. entertaining comedy things. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you see Conor McGregor knocking out mascots, and it's hilarious, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's an NBA thing. It's all the mascots in the NBA, you know, and, you know, you see, you know, that can translate to baseball. Why not? Why not have some fun in baseball? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think baseball could definitely use it. I feel like it's a lot of a lot of standing sometimes, but something like that could definitely bring something special to the game. So I agree on that. Absolutely. But speaking with the, speaking with the Guardians, the offense has finally been clicking for the Cleveland Guardians, especially with Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Will Brennan. They are three of the hottest hitters in baseball, especially the game Friday night, which was electric for the Guardians. Uh, they are combined 50 for 150 in their last 150 at-bats. Guys, why do you think this turnaround is happening? Look, I mean, great game Friday. Great game Friday. You look at it, and what has the Guardians' problem been the past two, arguably three years, but definitely last season and a little bit of the season before. It's inconsistency. You know, we have a lot of good guys, but they're not always all playing good at the same time. You know, now you're saying, hey, they're playing all good at the same time. What is it? Why is it? How is it? There's two options. It's either they're finally clicking, right, or it's just luck of the draw. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, I think it's just luck of the draw. Really? I genuinely, I just think that now we're at a point where all of them are all just so happening to play well together. But as soon as one falls, one will be elevated more, one will fall more, and it will probably go back to that same inconsistency. I hope not. I hope not. I hope I'm dead wrong. But, like, it's just, it's a, it's an inconsistency thing, and when you don't have depth, which, you know, we'll kind of – or how their depth has been this season, I'll talk about that later – and you have to rely on those guys, you need your star players to play good all the time. So hopefully they keep doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I just think it's a lack of inconsistency right now. Um, But I hope that they can kind of stay like this, and I can hope we get more depth eventually. But honestly, I'm just kind of agreeing with Alex on that one. Yeah, I think, Alex, I didn't want to say it either because I know there's people listening that are going to dislike our opinion. Mm. I do think it's like a the draw. Yeah, it definitely is. Because this Guardians team has been pretty abysmal for most of the season yes and it, good for them that they're randomly deciding to hit this streak well, are, you, are they all wearing matching underwear now and now they <laughs> magically play well together they switch something up no it's just yeah it's what you're saying logan it's just that they're all now playing well together it's not that they got matching tattoos on their ribs they didn't get their <laughs> you know their best friend's names all engraved in the bat no they're just all finally playing well together and uh that's good 
Hopefully that can last a long time. But I like to look at past. I like to look at the history. It doesn't happen. So I, I do think it's luck. I hope not, though. Yeah, absolutely. That Guardians game that we're <laughs> referring to is it was a 14th inning win. They won 10-9 to on Friday off of a Will Brennan double. This game lasted forever. And before we talk anything else, Guardians, I have a question about baseball in general. When is it acceptable to leave a baseball game early? Because for me, as a casual baseball fan, if I'm sitting in the stands and this game is still going on in the 14th inning on a Friday, I don't think I'm still sitting there. Yeah, I, I think it kind of depends on how good the game is and how like intriguing it is. You know, I remember coming from somebody who doesn't like baseball at all, watching, oh man, who did who did Cleveland play last year in the beginning of the, the playoffs or whatever? And they had that game where it went pretty long, and mm-hmm. I was kind of enjoying it because I'm like, oh, well, what's going to happen? And then uh, Oscar Gonzalez, I believe his name is, yes. uh, hit the, you know, finally hit it. It was fun. Um, I did a little bit of stat searching. That's what I, okay. that's what I try to bring. Um, 9.2% of games in the MLB last season even go in to the 10th inning. That's out of about 2,500 games. Uh, in the MLB, fun fact, because some leagues you can't, you can forfeit a game. There's only ever been five forfeits in MLB history. My question is, if you're a team like the Houston Astros, you have nothing to lose. You're going to be good. You know you're good. Mm-hmm. Why continue to kill your players, even if they're your worst players you're sending out? Forfeit a game. If you're the Guardians, you need that win. Not everybody can forfeit a game once it goes far. Why not forfeit the game? Mm-hmm. Would the fans be upset about that maybe? Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at the players, game's getting boring. You're you're good. You know you're going to be good. Forfeit game at a sixth. The last one was in 1995. Mm. I think we bring back the forfeit. Wow, and it helps wow. everybody. Abby, wow, that's that's very interesting <laughs> for, to hear that. But for me personally, you know, I'm someone with patience, so I think that I could personally kind of, I could see myself waiting it out. But honestly, it, it gets to an extent where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Like being a soccer player, everything is so fast paced for me. So just sitting there and watching a game like that. I don't know about waiting through all that, but the forfeit—that's that's interesting. That's definitely that's not even for me. something that I like, considered. I, I never even thought about that. So I'm a boxing fan. Ah, no, I'm not. But I watch, <laughs> I watch boxing, right? And sure. you know, in MMA, um, you know, when a guy's about to, you know, get beat up pretty bad, the referee can stop the fight. Mm-hmm. Well, in boxing, you can't actually stop the fight. You know, you get three knockdowns. That's a technical knockout or a knockout. Or your coach is like, uh, this dude's about to die. They throw in the white towel. And it's <laughs> it's normal. It's a normalcy thing to forfeit. Um, you know, you, in the MLB, you play 2,000 games a season, and you're, you're already a good team. Why not forfeit? I don't know. Okay, Alex, I have a question for you. So do you Ooh. think we should normalize the forfeit in other sports? Like, Ooh. how do you feel about that? No, because in, in football, overtime is so fun and I know everybody the fact that overtime's so fun in the NFL is because everybody has an opinion well should we do this about overtime should we do this should we do this either way it's fun and uh, in basketball it's the same way you know going into overtime even though recently in the NBA games that go into overtime are not fun in overtime like they used to be when I was a kid but no you don't you don't see it a lot I think the big thing for me with baseball is 
everybody talks about resting your players, resting your players, and they have such a hard schedule, a sleep schedule. You're playing a late game and you have to play early the next day and you're going into your 15th inning? That doesn't happen in other sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why not Why not forfeit? Get some sleep. Literally, as silly as it sounds, you need sleep. You need to eat dinner. <laughs> forfeit the game. Let the dudes eat dinner. They'll probably play great tomorrow. Now they're going to go empty stomach, crabby morning, three hours of sleep <laughs> in a hotel. Fair. You know, like, I don't know. Alex, you just gave me an idea, and I don't think it's ever been done since this thing was introduced on Sports Power Talk. We're going to do a double around the Roo this week. And I'm going to bring around the Roo to you guys very early in this show. Around the Roo, for those of you who don't know, is where we bring a question to you on our Twitter page at WZIP Sports. And you give us your answer, and we share it the next week on the show. And for the first time ever, we're going to do two of those. The first one is our original question, which is when is it acceptable to leave a baseball game early? But then Alex brings up this forfeit point, and I want to do that too. Should the forfeit be normalized in sports? Only Actually, it was Abby's question. Yeah. Should forfeit be normalized in all sports? Yes or no? Both of these will be up after this segment on our Twitter page. Mm. So let's give our official opinions on both of our around the roost. Uh Yeah, it's fine to leave a sport early. I mean, especially baseball. Tickets are cheap. Maybe you don't care. Uh, I would personally probably stay like you were saying, Abby. I have pretty good patience as well, and I don't even like baseball. Uh, and I have pretty good patience to stay a game. But in terms of forfeiting in sports, yeah, normalize it. Even even in the NFL, you know, I talk about overtime, this, that, and the other. It's pretty rare. But, man, like, imagine if you're a team getting beat by 50 points and, like, going into the fourth. Why not forfeit? You're not going to win. You're just – there's oh, there's one good reason for that, which would be, you know, you're sending out – in NBA football, like, you're sending out players that maybe don't get to play all the time, so now they're getting experience. I'm sure it might be similar in soccer. You're getting blown out in soccer where you put in your bench players, see how they, they can work. That's it, though. Everything else is pointless. So why not, why not forfeit? W giving up. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, for my stance on um, leaving a game early, I think I think it's fine. Like, it's, it's no problem, like, you know, respectfully, as long as you do it, like, the right way. But, I mean, I have a lot of good patience, so normally I wait things out. Um, but then with um, forfeiting stuff like that, as an athlete, like, it's so hard to say, like, yep, let's forfeit, guys. Like, that's so hard for me. But at the same time, um, Alex touched it, too. Like, getting in those players that don't normally play or, like, the subs and get that, get their reps in, like, all that stuff. So I think that's kind of my perspective, and that's how I look at it. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think. I would agree. I think normalizing the forfeit would be applicable. And it, it doesn't happen all the time still. Right, yeah. right. But just... Like, make it more acceptable yeah, make to it more do. Accept- the fact that it's okay. only happened five times in MLB history, a league that's been around since the 1800s, is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. There hasn't even been a forfeit since I've been alive. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's a good way since to put it into perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. And then as for leaving a game early, I would say... Yes, it is acceptable because I am a casual baseball fan, and I would be getting tired at that point. I would want to go home. Cleveland is not a short drive for most people that go to Guardians games, and I would be cool with dipping out a little bit early, especially in a game like that where there was no real like excitement to it. It was just long. Like you mentioned, that, that playoff game, that was exciting. I yeah. sat through that whole game. Yeah. But a regular season game that has zero implications here in the 14th inning, I would probably want to go home at that mm-hmm. point. There's just no no reason to sit through it. But sticking with the Guardians after our round the root questions, let's talk about some of the young guys, especially the pitchers. Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen have been very, very good as of late. 
and earn their spots in the rotation, as we kind of spoke on last week with Logan and Mitch. I wanted to get your guys' opinions. What is the cause behind the success of these young pitchers for the Guardians? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's they get, they're getting playtime, and that's really important. You know, I think in in Major League Baseball, from my understanding, the best teams have great pitching rotations where they can put in anybody on any night, and they're going to do good. And it's so important to be able to have that. And with the Guardians' current situation, um, they're young. Man, it's so awesome to have a young guy that you can put in and continually get better, get better. Uh, you know, because you look at, you know, other baseball rotations. Yeah, they might have a pitcher. How many years you got left in his arm? He, we got some young guys that are still getting better and to put in, and that's what's really exciting. And uh, with that being said, they're young and they're good. So I, I expect them to be better. I don't think they do. I don't hope they do. I, I know they will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, young, the young bats are doing well, too. Tyler Freeman, Will Brennan, who was the hero of the Friday night game, also propelling them to success. The young guy in question, though, for everybody is Bo Naylor, who is still not called up despite the Guardians catching issues with Zunino. Do you think it is time for Bo Naylor? I, I definitely think it is. We talked about this last week a little bit as well, but now it's even more at the forefront considering the performance from Mike Zunino. Yes. I do. I mean, why not? What is there to lose? It's such a long season. Why not? Especially when there's not much going for the Guardians right now. Yeah, why not? Why not test the young guys? Yeah. I like it. Abby, would you test young would you test young guys out for this Guardians roster right now? Yeah, right now I don't think there's anything to lose and if anything, bringing him up would just give him time, experience and confidence. Like mm-hmm. it would really help him even if he wouldn't stay with the Indians or if he went someone else, it would just give him that exposure and the confidence he needs because they don't want to just bring him up and he underperforms. Right. Like you he want we want him to be ready when he gets out there um and all those things. So, I don't see I don't see any issue of bringing him up. I think it'd be the right choice to call him up already, but no, I think he just needs the time and, honestly, exposure. Absolutely. The AL Central is probably one of the worst divisions in baseball right now as well, which means even though the Guardians are not great, they still could win this division. Do you think that that is likely, or do you think they need to make some changes in order to make it so that the Guardians can be successful? And if they win the division, what what does it look like in the playoffs? I know that's very early. We're not even at the All-Star break yet, but... With this young roster, if that's the way they choose to go, are they successful in the postseason? Yeah, look, the Guardians are average, the Twins are average, the White Sox are average, and then the, the Tigers and the Warriors are, are trash. So, I mean, <laughs> our, our odds of being able to win are pretty good. We just have to be the more above average team. If we, if we can be okay. the more above <laughs> average team, it. we easily win the AL, AL Central. Remember... Imagine your standard in life just having to be a little above average to be great. Isn't that isn't that a blessing we have as the Guardians? And, uh, yeah, if we get to the playoffs, well, yeah, there's no shot for us, right? I mean, these teams, 41 wins, 47 wins. We have 30, Logan. These other teams that are leading, you know, you look at the Rangers, you look at the Rays, these teams that are leading, and even the teams that are behind them, they, they destroy us right now. It's a long season. That's why I don't like baseball that much. Um, anything can happen uh, in terms of the playoffs. Obviously, young guys getting developed is huge for any team, especially us. Uh, but I don't see us going far in the playoffs at all. 
But yeah, yeah I think we can win it. All we got to do is be a little above average. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with Alex. Just being a little bit better than than everyone else. But like, like he said, the season is so long, so we could look good and then go back down, and then look good and then not look good. So. For me personally, I think we could still. I think we could win, but the playoffs looks looks a little rough for us. Um, but never say never. So, see, I think that's the issue with baseball, is the season is so long, and like you mentioned, it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. At what point does the MLB look at this and say, okay, this this might be a little bit long, because this has been a discussion for a long time. I personally think that baseball is much too long of a season, and that's why it also doesn't have as much of a fan base because fans. Mid-season, fans get bored. Fans are interested on opening day through the first two weeks, unless you're a die-hard baseball fan. Because like I mentioned last week, there are people in Cleveland who would prefer the Guardians over the Cavs or the Browns. Just like there's people in Cleveland that would prefer the Browns over anything else. There are die-hard Guardians fans in Cleveland. If you, and if you're not one of those people, you're a casual, like me, like mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I pay attention for the first week or two of the season from opening day, and then the whole middle of the year. Like when our WZIP group chat's going crazy about some random game in the middle of May, I I don't care. Mm -hmm. And then once it gets to the end of the season, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's see where they're at now. So I feel like you could cut out a lot of that flack. Can I be a conspiracy theorist for one minute? Sure. Will you let me be a conspiracy theorist? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Professional baseball players are the, like, least paid players in terms of professional sports in America. Um, They don't get paid a lot, and they have a player union. Uh, that's very stronger than any other player union in sports ever. Their player union is, I don't know, however you think about it. These guys want to have long seasons. And as long as they're in charge, because they have a union, so they get to make decisions. They, if the, if the MLB executives say, let's shorten the season for the fans, the players are able to say no, and now they have to debate that and figure it out. They want money. They worked their whole lives to get that check. They're not getting a lot of money to begin with. You shorten their season. Now they're not getting barely as much money as they already wore to begin with. True. There's guys in the M- in the NBA who play two games a season that are getting paid more than some of the best starters in the major leagues. If you cut their season down, they're not going to get paid nearly as much as they were before. Mm. As the fan, it's awful. But they have a player union, and I think that's fair for them. And if they decide they don't want to have a shorter season, I don't think it'll happen. But that's just me being a conspiracy theorist. I think it's a solid point, but I don't know. I think that's a solid point for sure. I mean, if you think about it in general, though, like professional football, American football, um, and the, in, in the NBA, the players get paid so much when you think about it compared to, like, a professional baseball player or other sports. It's honestly quite crazy, like – like you said, like probably one of the worst players on an NBA team gets paid so much more than a baseball player. Like yep. it's it's crazy. It really is. Yeah, I didn't even think about that point. The players union that it's money. Bro. It's a very it's very money. real possibility. Money. Yeah. Every <laughs> money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's a great point. Money drives everything in sports, especially mm. in baseball. Mm. Especially in baseball. Mm. There's no salary cap in baseball mm. and football, and I'll talk about it later. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Alex Henry, the football guy, for sure. I'm back. We missed you, Alex, really. Guess who's back? <laughs> yeah, guys, it's... I. That's tough. It really is. Well, like, I, as a fan, oh, I'm watching way more baseball if the season's shorter. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I love... A sh- oh, my goodness, yeah, I'm a huge NFL guy. 
there's 16 games, 17 games. Play it's like total game. Like you might play 20 games the whole season. Like, 21 in the oh. NFL, they play Sunday. They play Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. If my team is playing on one of those days, if the Browns are playing on one of those days, I'm, I'm rearranging my schedule Ooh. to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, as a Heat and Cavs fan, I don't even rearrange my schedule to watch those games. Come on. Football, you mm. rearrange your schedule yeah. because they play once. In baseball, there's no way I'm rearranging my daily schedule to watch a Guardians game. Absolutely not. There's too many. And you can just say, oh, yeah, well, I missed that one. I'll just watch the same exact two teams play tomorrow at the same time. Oh, I missed that one, too. Oh, yeah, no problem. They play three more times than the next week. Yeah. There's no point in rearranging your schedule. Yeah. Well, and the games are still shorter, too. Right. Yeah. The, I don't think the pitch clock is making that much of a difference with baseball, either. It shortens it a little bit, but not much. No. Mm-mm. Abby, as a soccer player, mm-hmm. what is your take on shortened games, shortened season? Would you rearrange your schedule to watch, say, who, who's your favorite soccer team right now, professionally, oh, in any geez. league? Mine right now is probably Man City. Okay. So would you rearrange your schedule to watch a Man City game? Absolutely. Boom. See? Absolutely. Boom. Because that's similar to football. They play Boom. less. They but play you know way less. We have baseball, a 90-year-old dude that's had the same hat since he was 16 years old for his team <laughs> in the stands every game. And besides that, they're paying you outside of the stadium to come in the game. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but the players need the money, and that's respect. They work hard for it. I, I, I give them respect, if my conspiracy is right. Indeed. And I think it is. I, I could... That's I can really, understand that. I, I really could. Yeah. I really could. I mean, if the MLB, as as an executive, or looking at it from a you know, marketing and a fan standpoint, they're saying, man, you know, so many people probably would watch it more if it was a shorter season, and it'd probably be better for the players' health. Why wouldn't they do it? There's got to be a reason they wouldn't do it. Well, mm-hmm. they have the biggest and the sissiest player union in sports. They complain <laughs> about everything, and they always get their way. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's going to challenge the mighty MLB players? Yeah, either? and you can't challenge the players. No. Because what are they going to do? They, do? they go on strike, Logan. They go on strike. They just stop playing. Come on. <laughs> they just stop playing. They already did it. They've already shown that they, they, they don't want to listen. True. They'll very clearly just quit. Yeah. And that's completely normal mm. for them. In other sports, you just don't see that. Yeah. Exactly. I think I've seen one... One NBA strike in my lifetime with yeah. the 2011 one. Yeah, and there was only like five games. Too. Five games. It was like their whole season stopped. Yeah. It was like five games in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an NFL strike yeah. at any point. Well, because they get paid too much to do, like, yeah. to do oh, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Most sports don't, don't because they don't have to worry about that. Like, they yeah. don't have to worry about the they issue the of that. Baseball. Yeah. Oh, we're bored? Strike. I've seen. I feel like I've seen so many baseball strikes yeah. in my, oh my lifetime, gosh. and we're still twenty years old. Mm. But yeah, let's get into our player of the week segment. How about we'll transition off the Guardians? MLB player of the week is something that each week, both analysts and myself will pick a, a specific MLB player to be your player of the week for any reason, sports related or not. Alex, I'll kick it to you first. Give your player of the week and why. All right, I'm going to read it verbatim so I don't mess it up. Bobby <laughs> Miller, 24-year-old, right-handed, tossed six scoreless innings to lower his ERA to .78, led the Dodgers to a 9-0 win over the Phillies. Um, he's the only pitcher in ALNL history to go 3-0 with a sub-negative 1.0 ERA. 
while compiling at least 23 strikeouts and allowing fewer than 15 hits in his first four games. W to my man Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller. W, Bobby Miller. Abby? Honestly, I I don't know. I haven't been able to keep up with like baseball like that. So for me, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have one. I'm going to go with Ella De La Cruz from the Reds. Just called up from the minors. His first career home run was a absolute missile against the Dodgers. And his call-up story was really cool. It was a video. They, they brought all his bags out of the locker room, and they said, hey, like, who left all their stuff in the middle of the floor? And he looked around and said, not me, not me. They said, oh, this tags, these tags say De La Cruz. Get your stuff out of here. And he was like, well, I didn't put it out here. And he said, why do these have a – they had, like, a ticket to Cincinnati on them. And they said, well, you're going to need them. And they were like – he's like, why? My locker's in there. And they said, well, you're going to Cincinnati. And they sent him up. And then That's he first came in. Hits an absolute missile of a home run. That's fine. Wow. Good for him. Very good for him. Dreams come true. Dreams wow. do Once come true, you know. That's going to do it for our MLB segment, guys. Lots of talk on baseball, but let's get into football when we come back from our first break. You won't want to miss it. Stick with us right here on 88.1 WCIP. Welcome back to the best sports talk show on this side of Lake Erie. It's Sports Talk or Talk right here on WZIP. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Conger. Joining me is Alex Henry. What's up, y'all? And Abby Coley. Hey, guys. We still have a jam-packed show waiting for you the rest of today. Starting off again after we just finished our MLB segment with a little bit, I like to call it the miscellaneous segment. This is kind of where I just tossed in any headline that doesn't involve the NBA Finals. Is the best way to put it. Let's talk about news. Talk about some news and, of course, our hot mic segment. If you haven't gotten the chance yet, head over to our Twitter page at WZIP Sports. Reply to the hot mic tweet, and we will answer your questions live on air. It's going to be a great segment. It always is. I'm sure we'll get a lot of questions from one of my favorite people in the whole entire world, Jake Murray Goat. But starting off with the biggest headline, not only in soccer, but in sports, I would say, in the past week is Lionel Messi is coming to America, the MLS. He signed with Inter-Miami FC. He reportedly is getting ownership stake in the, in the team. He's getting a portion of all Adidas profits through the league. Any team, not even just the one he plays for, all Adidas revenue. He gets, I think it was 25 30%. And then Apple TV is the primary streamer of the MLS. He's getting 20% of all streaming profits through the MLS, plus his contract. It is the biggest deal the MLS has ever signed at any point. Inter Miami's following on Instagram went from it was like five hundred thousand to six million. That is more than any NFL franchise. There is no team that has more followers than Inter Miami in any sport in America right now. And then on top of that, the, his expected range of debut is around like July twenty first for Inter Miami. That ticket went from twenty nine dollars, so there's no ticket lower than five hundred fifty dollars for that game. What does this mean for American soccer? I'll I'll definitely kick it to you first, Abby. For for well, I, what I hope I hope it means like more, just more fans, more people looking to watch soccer. I feel like uh, in America, soccer is really not looked at as much as it should be. It's such a good game, but now that Messi is now in the United States, um, people people who don't even know soccer, they just know Messi. They're gonna be like, oh my gosh, like I want to watch this game. Then mm-hmm. they'll be like, what about this game or this game? Like, it's definitely a big move. 
a move that I was not expecting, if I'm being honest. Like Nobody was. I, I never even thought he would leave Barcelona. Like That was hard for me like a while ago. But this move, I think this is just a move because he's ending out his career. Like He's just trying to find somewhere to stay. And um, David Beckham being the owner of Inter Miami is kind of crazy as well. So those two kind of linking together, kind of that was interesting for me. But... I think this is just somewhere he's going to stay for a few more years and then honestly retire. This will be the last few years for him, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. Baseball executives, take notes. You you work on your sport, you get your bag. Because literally, dude, base, or sorry, soccer, football, is the biggest <laughs> sport in the world. It is. It's Agreed. the biggest sport in the world. There's nothing bigger than football. Everybody loves it. And and name value means so much in sports. You look at MMA, because that's what I can talk about. And there's different leagues. There's the U.S. Or, I was about to talk about football. Uh, there's uh, the PFL. There's mm-hmm. Bellator. But UFC is the biggest is the biggest right. promotion. Just like in football, there's XFL. There's USFL. But NFL is where it's at. But in MMA, when you have a guy like Francis Naganu, who's considered the greatest heavyweight in the world, and he goes and sides to another league... Now people want to go watch that other league mm-hmm. because name value matters. People know Messi. I mean, he's no Ronaldo. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. He's no Ronaldo, oh. but he, he's Messi. And people know that, so they're going to want to watch him. So name value matters. It's going to be huge. It'll be s- soccer in America. And Look, I'm not even a huge soccer fan, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, I can guarantee soccer is going to be so much bigger in America these next few years than it's been my whole life. Than it's been Absolutely. my whole life. Soccer is going to be bigger than it's ever been. The MLS has always kind of been looked at as a little brother league to any European league, mm-hmm. Serie A in Italy. There, The MLS has always been considered poor soccer compared to European soccer. Big leagues. Yes. Now, you bring over, in my opinion, the you're not going to agree with this. You're not going to agree with it at all, but Abby will. The greatest, not only soccer player of all time, the greatest male athlete in the world right now. Oh. He is the greatest male athlete in the world. Oh, Logan, I don't know. He is. I don't know about that one. Everybody knows who this guy Wait, is. Wait, does Ronaldo still play? Yeah, yeah. but he's... Oh, well, he's he, better than no, Ronaldo. Okay. He's sold. Ronaldo sold. No, but... No, but... Ronaldo's the guy. Ronaldo's okay. sold. We could, Messi's we could, playing soccer. Ronaldo's playing money. But how could? But what about this transition though? How could you not say the same for Messi that's what though? I'm saying, that's that. That's what. Get it. He turned Get down. It. He turned down. Get it, man. No, Messi <laughs> turned down the same contract that a bigger contract than Ronaldo yeah, got okay. in Saudi Arabia to come to the MLS and play in a little brother league, essentially. But who says he's not going to get just as much or maybe more from all these other little companies that are working with him? Adidas, you said Apple. Like, mm-hmm. who knows that? That's not going to be even more money. That, oh, he's going to end up being one of the most paid at least it's clean money. in sports history. Dude. At least it's clean he's money. Get considered as one of the highest paid sports in sports history. For sure. But mm-hmm. So what are you saying? It's clean money. <laughs> it's sponsorships. It's He's okay. playing in a respected league. Ronaldo oh, sold and went over to Saudi Arabia. And no, I don't even know what team he plays for. I, I couldn't even tell you. Messi is not the best athlete in the world. Right? You are absolutely <laughs> delusional. Okay. Mm. Well. I don't know. Well, for me, like, with Messi, I think that, like, it's finally, 
well, for the MLS, like, when players come from overseas and, like, they're from Europe or other parts of the country and they come to the MLS, it's, like, all, like, they're kind of, like, downgrading. That's like, that's what, yes. it's all, that's what it's always been. And I think now that Messi is trying to bring a different, definitely a different outlook to it. Maybe mm-hmm. he's trying to change something. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what that does for the MLS because it's always looked, it's always been something that's been looked down on from um, other parts not from the U.S., but mm-hmm. we'll see what this does for the for the league. We'll see. Alex, as a soccer casual, would you go, despite the ticket price, ignore the ticket price, if it was a normal price ticket, mm-hmm. would you go just for the pure fact that he's never played in, in America before, would you go and just watch 100%. Messi play? 100%. Logan, I went and watched Tim Tebow play minor <laughs> league baseball. Tim Tebow was an average NFL quarterback, but because of name value and he was a minor league baseball player I went and watched Tim Tebow Mm -hmm. play of course I'm going to watch Messi one of the greatest athletes of all time like if he were to come and play with when he does play in Columbus you would go I I will be there I think if you were an American sports fan and you do not go watch him in your city you're doing yourself a disservice exactly exactly it's because name value it's just like when I went and watched Tim Tebow play at um was that a good game no, dude, he got struck out. Every <laughs> single time that bad, he got struck out. He was awful. That's he played for, like, the Beaver Hogs Better, Better minor league baseball player or NFL tight end? That's crazy. Probably <laughs> NFL tight end. Though. Wow. <laughs> Probably, dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't know nothing about baseball, but he was trash that day. I watched it. <laughs> it was cool. It was good. Uh, yeah. So you do think this brings a lot more excitement to do you think this brings net like international excitement to the mls because obviously american soccer fans are, are gonna watch it like i agree but like what's most common is like players from academy in the united states want to go to the academies in europe and mm-hmm. play for all the big clubs but no one's it's never been like all the kids from europe want to come to play the academies here but could that change with this i don't know because of messy but we could see i don't know i'm not sure do you think other players follow suit and follow him over here now that a guy like Messi has led that example? Well, I definitely agree. There already are players on the Inter-Miami team that are not of Messi's caliber, but are just right there right. with him. There are some good players. And I know there's a lot of talk of other big players like Messi coming over. So who's to say that the MLS can't become a huge league in 10 years? I would love to see it become a huge league. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. That's how I feel about the PFL in MMA. You know, mm-hmm. you, they're and it's the same. Francis Nagano came over. Now all other people want to cover. Or if he is, then we can, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's how you make a smaller right. league bigger. That's mm-hmm. why the USFL has nobody because not anybody good will go to the USFL. For sure. And nobody's going to want to go to the USFL. Right. Nobody shows up. They give away tickets for free outside the stadium. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the, oh, he goes there, I want to go there. It's a good segue into our next discussion, which will be a quick one, which is the PGA and LIV merger. For those of you who don't know what this is, the PGA is obviously the big golf league in the United States. What everybody plays for. LIV comes around about a year ago. Live Golf, or what it's called. And this is a Saudi Arabian-backed league where they're giving out hundreds of millions of dollars to these golfers. And some of them took it. Guys like Brooks Kepka took it. Um, Scotty Scheffler took it. And it's something that you seriously would have to consider. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. But there were guys like Rory McIlroy who stood pat and said, no, I'm not going to go play over there. I'm going to stay in the PGA. They stuck their neck out for the PGA. And now, as of this week, 
they merged, which means guys like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, who turned down $700 million to stay with their league, now have to play with that league anyway and don't get that money. Mm -hmm. So if you were a player, if you guys were players that stuck your neck out for the PGA, would this irritate you? Yeah, obviously. that's And, like, look, you talk about Tiger and you talk about Rory. They didn't need the money. Mm -mm. They they did it because PGA has been good to them, you know. So, honestly, they're probably not too upset. They're probably just upset at the fact that they're merging. They're not like, man, I missed out on this money. Like, no, they got it. They're chilling. But in terms of everybody else, I'd be pretty upset. I'd be pretty upset, dog, because <laughs> now you're, you're you missed out, and now you're playing with them anyway. Yeah, sucks to suck. And now the PGA ceases to exist. It's not even going to be called that. No, it's a whole new league. Yeah. Which, by the way, dude, I don't know how these golf guys get paid money. You know, we, I talk about baseball being boring, bro. Golf <laughs> snooze fast. <laughs> how are they getting paid so much money? Who's pay? Who's paying them? I want to know who's who are who is paying. These golf players. The Saudi Arabians. The Saudi That's Arabians, what the league bro. is. It's and backed by the Saudi Arabian Saudi's government. Saudi's got money, bro. They got mm-hmm. money. When w- As a WWE fan, mm-hmm. when WWE goes to Saudi Arabia, bro, it's crazy because they got money. Is that the theme of the show? Money. Money, money runs money, sports. Money, money, money. Sound. Whose WWE theme song was that? Who am I thinking of? It? Sh- uh, Shane McMahon, bro. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Here comes the money. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean that's cool though. I mean, golf, you know. Yeah. I'd be watching the Masters when Tiger's sure. in it. So now the Masters is merged with yeah. all these live golf people. Yeah. If you're, say you're on the Masters board, mm. somebody that like really cares and puts their time and effort into the Masters, now you have to deal with these these people. Mm-hmm. Would that also irritate you for a tournament that like the masters that is so storied and now you have to just deal with this oh i'm sure because your commissioner sold i'm sure it does because the other thing is like golf in a whole is a very business orientated thing like the players are really in work with the executives of the masters and it's so much more than golf there's the dinners and there's the the building and all all this leading up to it that's like all different now Mm -hmm. it's all gonna be different so it's like you're literally you're a league that you better win all your players over by money or else they're not going to like you at all right because if you're not giving them money cuz money will make you happy for a little bit uh if you give them money they'll probably not care and maybe the old guys that have been golfing you know since they were 16 and now they're 80 and they still golf maybe they'll be like, i missed the old masters dinner <laughs> with my i don't know whatever and, and they, they but dude you pay the other guys they'll be all right That'll be all right. But they got to pay them. For sure. They got money yeah. to pay everybody? I don't know. Abby, Saudi Arabia. What's your take on this? Well, I mean, where was the communication? Like, there was obviously some lack of communication with they uh, said, certain players. That's for sure. They said that the players found out on Twitter. Nobody told wow. them. So, so wow. So, as a player, like, <laughs> like would I take that as, like, disrespect? Almost. Oh, definitely. Like, how would I, like, would I be, like, like, how would I look at that? I'd be like, wait, like, this is, like. Imagine you're like, just out golfing. And notification pops up on your phone that your league just sold. And no, nobody even said, hey, this is a possibility. Yeah, you're just getting tossed around like you're not even a human. Yeah. Literally. You're like, oh, yeah. It's like if, you know, us as DJs, we just, like, got located to, like, a completely different station and had all new bosses. <laughs> and we found out over an Instagram, like, story. Instagram real. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be so bad. Like, that'd be crazy. 
It, wow. Yeah. No, I just, oh. I just found that crazy. But like Saudi Arabia, though, that's like you said, like that's a very wealthy like country and like area. So honestly, if it were to be any place, I think that's honestly the right place to go. Yeah. Like if you think Absolutely. about it, yeah. you know. So there's like the politics of Saudi Arabia, you know, with their their women and and stuff in that nature that people don't like. But I mean, from my perspective, I don't. It, is is female golf like a part of the PGA or is that like its own separate thing? Like it's it's, a, it's called the LPGA. Yeah. So, so I don't know if that sells with it or not. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's something to look at for sure. But besides mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's probably I don't know how sure. it is. The Saudi Arabia thing is very new. It's yeah. a very like mm-hmm. 2020. 2019, like Saudi Arabia is just like, yeah, we're gonna start doing sports. Yeah, they they were doing like, yeah, their sports have been good. Like the World Cup, their yeah. team did their team did well, like mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, but I think, yeah, they're definitely getting into the sports, and I wonder what could lead to like if they'll do like basketball or football. Like who right. knows? But it's very interesting. In Saudi Arabia might be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool though. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's transition a little bit away from this and get to what Alex Henry likes to talk about, which is football. <laughs> And the first thing I want to talk about is the Vikings released Dalvin Cook after four productive 1,000-yard season. And I don't necessarily want to talk about his future. I actually want to spin this and put it on the Cleveland Browns because we have a running back similar to Dalvin Cook, which is Nick Chubb. And it seems like guys and running backs in the NFL specifically are getting cut around this same area. Not that Nick Chubb's going to get cut. That's not what I'm getting at here. But... Why is it that running backs like Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, even Kareem Hunt, we haven't caught him yet, but I, I could see it being a, a cap casualty here soon. Why is it that these running backs are getting released while they're still productive? And what does this mean for Nick Chubb's future with the Browns in the future? I'm so happy, Logan. Thank you so much that this is the the one that you transitioned to in the outline right now because this is the one that I wanted to talk about the most. Um, all right, Dalvin Cook. He's a tough cookie. He's going to be good anywhere. I suspect he goes to the Chicago Bears. I think that'd be good. They're worried about Justin Fields. They have no running backs at all. And Bears, historically, are just tough running backs. That's what Dalvin Cook is. He's tough. Okay. And then about what you're asking, Nick Chubb, running backs, old. Why are they this? I love talking about this. So, number one, the NFL is a passing league now. That's why quarterbacks are getting paid. But wide receivers aren't getting paid. Question mark. That's weird. But quarterbacks are starting to get paid. Running backs get paid a lot, too. That's a passing league, right? And number two, this is what most people talk about, is the the longevity of their bodies. And in the older they get, so you mentioned a couple guys, um, Zeke Elliott, and who else did you mention that wasn't? Cremont. Cremont. That He's was. not cut yet, yeah. but you, you I look can at, see um, So I'll talk about Kareem Hunt, actually. Okay. I'll talk about Zeke Elliott, okay? So he's still good. He's strong. For sure. That's what helps you the older you get as a running back is being strong because you get slow. Kareem Hunt, I hate to tell you, Browns fans. Browns fans, tune up. He's slow. You know mm-hmm. why Kareem Hunt's good? He has a good offensive line. Let me do a little case study for you guys. There was a, there was a running back back in the day when I was a kid. His name was DeMarco Murray. Played for the Cowboys. Yep. Cowboys had the best line in the league. DeMarco Murray was an animal. He had a 1,800-yard season, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. He got traded to Philly. Didn't get injured. Played a whole regular season. Barely got 700 yards. 
Why is DeMarco Murray barely scratching the surface of 700? He he got 1,800 MVP Offensive Player of the Year last year. What's he doing? He had a bad line. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt has been carried like a little baby by the <laughs> Cleveland Browns line. Do I love Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I love Kareem Hunt. He he helps with splits and Nick Chubb so much, and then that'll transition me to to, to Nick Chubb. Um, you know, and this is another thing, Browns fans, WZIP Browns fans, if you're listening, you guys make me so mad. Why isn't Nick Chubb running the ball more? Run it to Nick Chubb. He had the fourth most touches in the league last year. Open your eyes. He had the fourth most touches. And he was still splitting the ball with Kareem. Fourth most out of 30 teams. He had fourth most touches, bro. Chubb's getting the ball. But the thing is with Chubb, thank goodness we have a good line for him. And thank goodness, despite having the fourth most touches in the league, we're still able to rest him somehow. So... He, he just came off of the best season he's had his entire career. Statistically. Most yards, tied for most touchdowns he's had. It's, it's his best season statistically. I think he's going to be fine this year. I don't think he's going to do it to Marco Murray. But, uh, yeah, I mean, running backs overall, they just get slow. And they get weak, you know. So that's why when you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook, he's going to be all right. Because he was never known for being fast. He was known for being really strong. So... You know, yeah. longevity-wise as a running back, being able to be strong is good. And you get hit a lot. That's the other thing. You don't get slow because you are you went from 26 to 27. No, you're a prime NFL athlete. Your age does very little. It's because you're getting hit all the time. Absolutely. You run slower. Abby, what's your take on this? Okay, so I actually have a question for you. So coming from a soccer perspective, so when you get older in soccer, like, obviously you get slower. Mm-hmm. You, probably don't, you probably don't get, like, as strong. But... You like your intelligence still carries you. So if you've always been ahead of the game with your IQ, um, being able to play the game, does that still correlate to football? Like, is IQ really help? So you look at like quarterback, and you can look at Tom Brady mm-hmm. and say sure, because he was able to do it for so long, mm-hmm. and his IQ helped you so much. But as a running back, IQ longevity wise, mm-hmm. I don't think helps you that much. I don't think it helps you enough to where a team wants you to be a starter at 28. You know, there's the stigma of running backs don't play over 30, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a really real thing. And, I mean, you could be the smartest running back, know how to hit every hole, know how Mm -hmm. to hit every pocket, and still be fine. But I I just think you get hit so much, and you just get slower, and it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you're smart, go coach college football or something, I guess. Fair enough. That would yeah. be that'd be my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's a good take from both of you on that one. I, I like Abby's point about intelligence. I feel like it could, depending on the player, it could carry you a little further than expected in your career. But, guys, that's going to do it for our NFL talk. But guess what? That means it's time for us to hear from you. It's time for Hot Mike. And Hot Mike, for those of you who don't know, is how you can get in on our show by tweeting at us at WZIP Sports, and we will answer your questions live on the show. So we have a lot of questions coming in today, so let's get right into it. Our first three questions come in from Zachary Stratton. Zach's first question is, Logan, how does it feel knowing all of your information on the Guardians is coming from me the last two weeks? Just kidding. Ha ha. Zach, I appreciate your help with my outline of the Cleveland Guardians. Zach is my non-WZIP baseball expert, even though there's a chance this man might be joining WZIP if I continue to push at him, which would be nice. We need a Jake Murren baseball replacement up here. 
Um, so, yeah, thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. His second question is, what do the Guardians need to do to stay hot? Would you make any of – what move would you make? Abby, I'll toss this one to you. Jeez, I would definitely say just bringing up the younger players, getting them ready, getting them prepared. Uh, for me, I just think that, like, what's what what's the worst that could happen with bringing them up, letting them get experience? Because if we can get the team going now and just – like getting them more successful, like I don't, I really don't see the problem with that. So yeah, uh, I talked about matching tattoos earlier. That'd be pretty dope. Like if they just <laughs> all got like the matching flying G, uh, okay, ball, and they just get tattoos, and then that's that'll, wrong. that'll motivate them to play better. Yeah, that's for sure. Answer. I would say uh, <laughs> I like Slider, I like the mascot. Dude, we need more Slider. Yeah, that would be the the move I would make. Mascots will keep us hot <laughs> and. Mustard is the best at winning the race, in my opinion. Those are the moves that the Guardians need to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally being serious. And his third question, I actually really like this question, is how does this NBA Finals stack up to the past few years? If we're let's let's define few years. Let's go three to five years for the last NBA Finals. Wow. I mean, if I'm being honest, like for me, like nothing nothing will ever top like the Cleveland um, no, the Cleveland Cavaliers and like. Not. You know what I mean? Like, that game, nothing will ever top that. And ever since then, like, for me, I've always been a big basketball fan. I've played basketball. Like, I love it. But it just hasn't hit the same. It just hasn't been the for same sure. for me. But this one has been interesting. I've always liked the Heat. I'm a big, big Tyler Hero fan. I love Tyler Hero. <laughs> following, I've been following him since like high school, since he went to Whitnell. So wow. I've been a big, big fan of him. But it just hasn't been the same for I me. I love to hear it. For me, at least. Alex? I love the Lakers-Heat uh, finals a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, unpopular opinion. <clears throat> and then uh, Bucks Suns was boring. Golden State Boston was cool because of Steph Curry and seeing if the Celtics had that. That was actually a good finals. That was good. This finals is boring to me, honestly. You know when you talk about before the finals, when you're like, yeah, whatever team plays the Nuggets, they're gonna lose. When it's when it's that mentality. It's already not fun anymore. I right. remember because I was a Cavs fan when I had to play Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and the whole entire plethora of these dudes. And you're like, yeah, well, whoever plays them is going to lose. It's it makes it not fun anymore. So yeah, it's all right. It's all right, Zach. As a Heat fan, I don't like this. I'm not having fun. <laughs> Absolutely not yeah. a fun NBA Finals. And we're we'll get into it more, but. This series is about cooked. So thank you, Zach, for those questions. Our next question comes in from Casey Rush. He said, not sure if you're into this, but did you guys watch the Champions League final? If so, did you like the result? This is absolutely an Abby Coley question. No, I definitely did. Awesome game. Like, I don't know, something about Man City. It's like for me, I was just thinking about it earlier, but they have so much talent and such so many high level players. And again, their coach, Pep Guardiola, just amazing just amazing coach amazing player um but i think they're doing something special over there and that's what makes it so much fun to watch is that they have so much high level talent but they're successful um and i give a lot of lot of reward to pep and just the team because that's hard to do when you have a lot of high level talent it's hard to get along and it's hard to play well you can look at Mm -hmm. psg uh paris saint german with neymar messi um 
and then Mbappe, like, they did not, they did well in their league, but when they play against other big teams like Real Madrid, they fail. They do not do well because they all play for themselves, and mm -hmm. it's very singular. But, again, that game was super fun to watch, and Man City's got something really special, and I can't wait to keep watching them play. Absolutely. Great answer from Abby there. Thank you for that question, Casey. Our next couple questions come in from probably my least favorite WZIP listener of all time. That's Jake Murren's number one fan, Jake Murren, a goat. And his first question says... First player that comes to mind when I say the Houston Astros. Jake Marinigo, I'm sorry I missed this question last week, so I'm making it a point to answer it this week. I would say Jose Altuve. Yeah, same. Same. Same, all three. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, his next question is, thoughts on Josh Allen being the Madden 24 cover athlete. Anyone else you would want instead? No, it's good. I like it. He I deserves agree. it. Yep, I Josh like Allen. It. Yeah, fair enough. His next question is, is Udonis Haslam the best bench warmer in the NBA? I think he has a good case. No. I'm a Heat fan. That's a terrible answer. Nah. He's not even a bench warmer. He's a player coach. He's not a bench player warmer. Lynch will be making his acting debut oh. in an upcoming movie this August. Quote, I forgot the title. What other athletes, retired athletes, do you think should go into acting when their careers end? <sighs> Yo. No one will ever beat Shaq. Shaq is <laughs> so funny to me. What was that movie he was in where he was the, the genie? Oh, have you ever seen him in Grown Ups? Yes, oh, yes. That is my favorite. I want to see Giannis act. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like... well, we all know LeBron's a terrible actor. Yeah, LeBron. I've seen LeBron in two movies now, and he's Yo, terrible. I actually love Space Jam, bro. Okay, I like. He was terrible in Space Jam, and Trainwreck was even worse. Like, it was oh, a train wreck. That like, movie was I a train wreck. Like Space Jam, but I don't know Giannis. I want Giannis. Well, Marshawn Lynch acting is. Crazy. I want to see Joel Embiid. So crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Or Dikembe Mutombo. Yes. Mm. Even though his career already ended. Uh, next two questions come in from Jake Murren, our former sports director here. He says, I know heat culture exists, but where was it in South Beach for Game 3 and Game 4? Denver in 5 was inevitable. Yo. Jake, I'll talk about this later, but I still don't like you. Next question. This one goes to, it's also from Jake Murren. This one is for Alex Henry, definitely. Any thoughts on UFC 289? Well, I lost 50 bucks last night. Uh, <laughs> I bet 50 bucks last night, and I lost it all, so that was good. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't like Charles Oliveira at all, but it. I'll be honest, it was really cool watching him win, even though he lost me 25 bucks. Um, and then Amanda Nunes, the GOAT. Of uh, female, female uh, fighting, or arguably the goat. She retired. Uh, she, um, you know, I also lost money from Irina Adana, so that was sad. It was a pretty lame pay per view. The best part about that pay per view, and if you guys haven't seen it, look it up on Twitter. Was a fighter was coming out, and the fans were trying so hard to give him a high five that the barrier broke and they all fell down. That was crazy, and they almost fell on the fighter. That was the best part of the pay-per-view. Wow. I actually, respect to Canada, I've loved Niagara Falls, love going to Canada. If UFC never goes to Canada again, I'd be okay. That It was so <laughs> lame. Like, the, the crowd was not fun, in my opinion, Jake. I thought they were boring, and the only good part was when they fell over, and they all left early, and I think I hate when they leave early in UFC. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's going to do it for our Hot Mic segment and for our first hour of the show. You will not want to miss hour two. We're going to talk a full hour of the NBA and NBA basketball finishing up with the NBA Finals. It's going to be a great one. Stick with us right here on Z88.
Welcome back to the best sports talk show on this side of Lake Erie. It's Sports Power Talk on WZIP. And we are back for our second hour of today's show. And that includes a full hour of NBA basketball. Guys, I'm super excited for this one. We have so much to talk about. We're going to start off with NBA headlines. But before we do that, I'm going to reintroduce my guests, starting with Miss Abby Coley. Hey, guys. What's up? Zips Women's Soccer, student athlete here at the University of Akron. And on the other end of the desk, it's Mr. Alex Henry. Well, Abby, it is cool that you play um, soccer at the University of Akron, but I do have to one-up you. I played club ultimate frisbee my (laughs) freshman semester, and, I mean, that is a really big accomplishment. So Very proud of you, I would have to Being a D1 soccer athlete at a prestigious soccer college compared to being a club ultimate frisbee player, Logan... I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm proud of you, Alex. That's, that's awesome. No, it is cool. I think that's very cool. Good, compares, good comparison there, buddy. Thanks. But, yeah, let's get into some NBA talk, starting off with some miscellaneous NBA headlines. And the first one I have for you is Damian Lillard. Lots of talk about Damian Lillard's future with the Portland Trailblazers as of late. There's rumors that he could either move on or that he would still like to be in Portland and that they would like to build completely around him. If you're the Portland Trailblazers, are you trading him, or are you telling him we will finally build around you after all these years? Well, I remember talking in 2019 about Dame leaving. Like, it was a big deal. Like, Dame was going to leave in 2019. And then he didn't. It's 2023 now. He's still in Portland. And what does he have to show for it? Nothing. Nothing, right? Look, I think they let him go. But honestly... Or I think they could let him go. I think he stays. I think he stays. And he I think wants they build, to be there. He wants to be there, and I think they'll build around him. I mean, they failed this long, so at least they know what not to do. So, I don't know. Keep trying to build around him. If you want me to entertain the idea of him leaving, I don't like to agree with the media. I try to bring my own spin on the world. But, honestly, the Nets, which they're saying is like a big landing spot for him, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, If he did go to the Nets, I think it makes a lot of sense. But I think he'll stay. Abby? I think personally, for me at least, like, following him, he's been there for a while now. And, I mean, I don't – I don't know. I don't even – for me, I think that he should probably leave. I think he needs somewhere to start new. I think he needs – I just think he needs something new. I mean, because what's – why haven't they built around him yet, though? That's the thing. Like, why is it taking so long? Yeah, and I'm all for Dame leaving. I mean, I'm a, as a personal fan of Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. like, I want to see him succeed, and he's right. not. But I don't think he'll leave, and I don't think they'll get rid of him. You know, it's a thing with the NBA, dude. Like, oh, you want to leave? Too bad. You know, like in most yeah. other places. They already said, yeah. we'll, we will send you wherever you want in the yeah. Eastern Conference. They won't send him anywhere he wants in the West. And right. that's, wow. that's respectable. you got to understand Fair. Makes sense. that you can't send him somewhere that could really hurt them. But then again, it's the Trailblazers. They're hurting themselves. Yeah. yeah, they're really shooting themselves in the foot for the past four years. Oh, absolutely. I have a trade destination for Damian Lillard. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Go ahead. It's the Miami Heat. Oh, brother. Especially, and as it pains me to say this, and you're gonna you're gonna like this, Alex. What? It pains me to say this, especially not if when the Miami Heat lose the NBA Finals. All right. They okay. will need to make a move because what I've discovered as a Heat fan is two things. One, Jimmy Butler is not meant to be a number one player. He is. Don't get me wrong, but he's not meant to be. He needs the help, and that help is not Bam Adebayo. 
Bam Adebayo cannot be a number two. So why don't you go out and get a guy like Damian Lillard? Then you have Kyle Lowry behind him coming off the bench. That, to me, is the missing piece from the Miami Heat, and I think Damian Lillard fits right into that lineup. What I love about Dame, I agree with everything you said. What I love about Damian Lillard, what he can bring to a team that so many players or so many teams need is he's clutch. He's so clutch and so reliable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what Jimmy Butler was supposed to be. But he's he's inconsistent. He showed that through the whole season where he wasn't really that good. And then the playoffs, he turned into primetime MJ. And now he's in the finals. And is he in the finals? So, yeah, I mean, it's not an awful mm-hmm. spot. It's not going to happen, Logan. But you'll see. Okay, Logan, you think Kyle Lowry is an off-the-bench player? Yeah, he does. At this point in his career, yes. Okay. I still think he's a serviceable player, but in the starting lineup, no. No? At least not for a team like the Heat. Gotcha. I agree. Yeah, if you're in the finals, bro, Kyle Lowry. He's a young – the Heat are a very young roster Mm -hmm. for the most part. Udonis Haslam increases their average age by like 20 years, (laughs) but once he's gone, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. And Kyle Lowry, since Udonis Haslam is retiring, the reason I like – Kyle Lowry right now is because you don't have that veteran presence on the bench anymore. It, whether Haslam plays or not, the dude talks. You need somebody that has been there that will talk. Kyle Lowry has a ring. Yeah. I, if I'm the Heat, I'm keeping Kyle Lowry around. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's done good in the finals, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. well, he's proven himself. So I would, yeah. I would say the Heat are a decent destination for Damian Lillard. However, I agree with both of you that I, I don't know. I think he just loves Portland too much. He does. I don't know why, because Jake Murray will tell you that Portland is one of the worst cities he's ever been to in his life. It's scary, bro. It's scary. Portland's a scary place. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I could see I could see it both ways for them. Another big question mark is LeBron James. Not even necessarily a question mark, because we know he's not leaving this season, at least not by choice, which brings me to this headline. It was reported that Kyrie Irving reached out to LeBron about potentially being traded to Dallas. If Dallas and the Lakers were to strike a deal, what do you think that the Lakers are expecting out of the Mavericks for LeBron? And do they have the firepower to make that trade? Because I don't think so. Well, it's it's not going to be players, so it has to be pretty much every draft pick they have for like the next four years. <laughs> because they're not going to give them any players. They I think they're going to ask them for Luka. Bench. And it's not enough for LeBron James. The Lakers are yeah. the type of organization that will ask them for Luka, which is outlandish. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, you ask them for Luka, and that's not going to happen. And they will Luka never do that. It's a, that's a terrible trade. Yeah, so. No, I don't think that that trade right there, there's, there would be no value. Oh, man. Kyrie, Kyrie and Braun back? See, See, and that's my next point. Okay. As a Cavs fan, would this irritate you after the way it all went down in Cleveland? Kyrie absolutely could not play with LeBron anymore. He, he needed to be traded now, Could had to be out, gone. I don't like LeBron. Now he wants LeBron back because he realizes he can't be a leader of a team. See, that's that's what I was... When we were talking about Kyrie and LeBron, the first thing that struck me was, like, they never actually got along in no. Cleveland. Like, to it our was, knowledge. To our knowledge, at least. Like, they were two, two different personalities that just kept on butting heads. Like, it seemed that in Cleveland that there were two different leaders that felt like, you know, they could take the same this way and then... LeBron can go this way, Kyrie can go this way, but now over the years, Kyrie's kind of, I think he's realized that he can't really lead that team, and he can't Absolutely. hold a team by himself, and now he's looking to LeBron, but to me, that's, that is a little frustrating, but 
I mean, I've always really liked Kyrie, so I guess I can kind of like let, let it slide, but I don't know. I can't get behind it, man. It's, it's just hard. It's it a really makes hard me so concept. mad. I would not care at all. Wow. I'd love to see them play again together. So you're telling me they go win a chip in Dallas I'd when this so could have when they could have won at least two more in Cleveland? I'd be yeah. so hot. It wouldn't bother me because you know Kyrie only is at the point he's at now because he went to Boston because he went and played with KD and 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 by mind you he played KD. There used to be a time when people were like, "Oh, KD is going to be better than LeBron." Okay, bud. I remember I remember those days. No, Ooh, never. No. no way. <laughs> he played no with way. KD. He's like. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> he, he understands now what he did wrong. So, it, I mean, he, it would have never happened if they would have stayed because he would have probably kept butting heads. That's why he needed to leave. It's like a bad relationship, Logan. Sometimes you got to let your partner go so they can work on themselves and realize, um, you know. And then come back to you? <laughs> and then come together and win a ring. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah Fair enough. But for me, like... I'm like Marcus <laughs> Anderson today, baby. Shout out Marcus Anderson. Well, being someone from Cleveland, like, it, that's so tough. Like, because knowing that... It they're not bother me. Well, knowing that there could have been so much opportunity for more championships, like, to me, that's just, like, it, it kind of hurts. But as someone who supports Kyrie, I, I'm here for it, though. Like, you know... So it's we'll hurtful. See. You only know you love her when you let her go. Oh, boy. When you let her go. You ever heard that song? Oh, Buck I've Pass- heard it. But Passenger? That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. You, ha- you only know you love him when you let him go, bro. He was spitting. Kyrie needed to know that. He heard that song on the radio, and it changed his whole life. Yeah. I just can't and get I behind Kyrie, it. Bro. It would Those make like me so mad. players of all time. It would to make see me- them come back together, dude? It would make me so mad. They could I'm play sorry. for the Shanghai Sharks, and I'd be happy, bro. <laughs> It makes me. It would make me so mad. And if I'm Kevin Love, it would make me even more mad. Oh, dude, if I'm Kevin Love, bro, <laughs> I'd be so mad. That team you just brought up, it just reminded me of um, Dwight Howard. Isn't he in a league? That's it. Yeah, that team. He's Taiwan. And we were just talking about, um, like, at people acting. Like, I just watched a show on Netflix, and he was literally in the show, like, acting. Mm, yeah, and just, he's good. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Hey, Dwight Howard's begging everybody to come play with him on Twitter. Do you see this? Everybody. He's like, Coaches, players. Man, come play with me. It's uh, so funny, bro. Why did he leave in the first place? I don't know. He definitely could still get an NBA. Like, like, he's low-key like, low like a Udonis Haslam kind of. At this point, better, yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Change of scenery, I guess. He likes food. He likes Asian food, perhaps. Wants I just take Asian food. The Kyrie thing. <laughs> it would It would really, really mess up. It would make me mad because why couldn't they just do that for a couple more years in Cleveland? That's Especially when the return we got for Kyrie was a washed-up Isaiah Thomas. Oh, a wow. washed-up, not-the-same injured Isaiah Thomas and a draft pick. And Ante Zizic. That's crazy, though. To think for Kyrie Irving. we yeah. get, That's all we got. And we got half a season of Isaiah he Thomas. We played all the season. And we had to wait and wait. And we got rid of him. That was crazy. We had Dwayne Wade, wow. Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, LeBron. Yeah. Oh my God. And what a good season. Got that nothing. Was... My D Wade Cavs jersey is probably my favorite That's jersey LeBron's that I own. best season in his entire career, by the way. Yeah. Come at me. That was his best season. 18? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, LeBron, absolutely. 2018 LeBron beats anybody ever. Yes. Anybody ever? Yeah. Like, in, oh. hmm. You have a different opinion? In basketball. In basketball. Wow. See, I'm a, a really opinion. big fan of Larry Bird. Like, 
and all. Alex and is MJ about to sink. Eighty-seven like, Larry Bird season. Yeah, like ah, it's good. It's good season. That's I what I'm saying. I, I don't know. But now Brad's smoking okay. him. Wait, wait, guys. I have something to say. Oh. Do you think? Do you think that? Um, like, I know like the leagues are different now than it was then. Like, is it the same game that MJ was playing that no. LeBron is now playing? It's for me. No. I personally think that it's different because. Now the guys are like athletes. Like these are guys who are not just, playing against a mailman anymore. Like <laughs> these guys are built like football players. And I feel like back then it was a little bit different. But do you think MJ in his prime would be able to play now? Alex, would you like to tell to answer this question? Would you like to tell the story of our interaction in the director's office a few months ago, where you sh- you completely swayed my opinion based off one video? This is all. Just I go did. ahead and give the story. Okay. This is all I did. I said, "Hey, Logan." I'm gonna look up the LeBron James 2018 highlight seat or highlight video on YouTube, and I only want you to watch like two minutes of it, of a 2018 LeBron highlight video, and then I'm gonna turn on a Michael Jordan career highlight video, and I want you to watch the whole thing, and name five better plays than you watched in the 2018 highlight video of LeBron when he is so much older than any other player ever to do it. And then just tell me, tell me MJ's better. You can't. That's the Alex Henry debate right there. When you see it with your eyes, then you believe. But Alex, is he still a great though? Do you consider him still a great though? Like how? Yeah, he's probably top five. Okay. I put MJ in my top five. MJ's two for me. Yeah. I actually I like putting Kareem above him, and I know that makes people mad, but Luau Sindor, baby. It's a valid argument. (laughs) It really is. But yeah, to answer your question, no. The game is not the same. No, it's not. It's not, it's not the even bad close. Boys, it's, it's the bad boys. They fought each other. They, didn't even, they weren't even good they at basketball. They were just throwing, they were throwing <laughs> hands. They were, they were throwing hands at each other. Mark Price, bro. What? Like, sorry, Cavs fans. Mark Price. Oh. Dude, he wasn't even, like, he's got a cool retro jersey, and that's about it. Oh, wow. Wow. That, that's, that's a hot take. I know. Wow. Billy Rock. I mean, that's like. That's crazy. If, in my opinion, if LeBron James didn't exist, that's that's the best player in Cavs franchises. Yeah, and it hits close to home when it's a, when it's you know it's easy to not like MJ because we're not Bulls fans, you know. Mm. But like it hits close to home when you're a Cavs fan. But it's got to be same yeah. across the board. Yeah, I got to look at it from every perspective. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, speaking of LeBron, speaking of LeBron's friends such as Kyrie, let's talk about another one of LeBron's friends, and that is Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is reportedly going to be waived by the Phoenix Suns after a weird end to his season with them. Now the Suns have a new head coach, Frank Vogel. And Frank Vogel has said he would be interested in working Chris Paul, but I think that's just a nice way of saying, eh, you're a little old. So if Chris Paul does officially get waived, which I believe he will, is he still a star point guard in the league? It depends on where he goes, but yes. Really? I say yes. And, Logan, it's funny. You probably didn't expect me to say that because I've told you no multiple times <laughs> outside of I was going to uh, say, Outside of the CIP, I've said no. Uh, it just depends on where he goes. Would you like to know where I think he would fit? Where? Um, just picture a closing uh, five, okay? Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Paul. That would be an incredible, incredible starting five. And one of Chris Paul's problems is his height. The Bucks are, I think, the third or fourth tallest team in the league. Actually, 
when the Bucks played the Suns in the finals, a you could say it was the main component, but a component to them losing was that they were just a way taller team than what the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. were. They were just taller than them. It's hard to guard tall. It, you, know, it's, you don't even think about these things because you think they're so good, but the fundamentals still matter, and uh, they're so tall. I think Chris Paul would be a great five there. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay. Abby? Okay. That's interesting for sure. I mean, I definitely... He'll always be a good point guard. He'll always be up there definitely for sure. But honestly, he's he's starting to get older now, and I think... How many years do you guys think he has left? Like, be two. honest. Like, two? That's two. what I'm saying. Two, I don't... I don't see more than three years left. Two good years and maybe like a year just kind of maybe you think he'd ever come off the bench. He seems like he's respectable enough that if he really was on a team that had a chance to win, he would do it. That's what I mean, if you look at Steve Kerr mentality, win now, win now, win now, win now. I like it. It worked. I mean, dude, you put Chris Paul on that starting five in, in, in Milwaukee, that's a win now mentality. Yeah, you don't got mm-hmm. that many years left in him, but, man, they might help now. Yeah. I agree. So, I don't know. But, like, if you're just, like, the Cavs and picking up Chris Paul. I think it just all depends where he goes, like know. you said. Yeah. How about this? Chris Paul has said recently five. that his daughter is getting bullied in school because what? he doesn't have a ring. What? <laughs> he said that kids come up to his daughter and say, something to her and then she'll respond and they just say well your dad's ringless and he's never getting a ring yeah. and he said it's it's hurting his family that he doesn't have a ring so does huh. Chris Paul ever get that ring or does his daughter get bullied into oblivion well maybe he gets like the mellow ring you know you know what I mean like yeah Mello's gonna get a ring this season you see this how would Mello get a ring they want to give Mello a ring who for the nuggets that is Despicable. What? I don't think it'll happen. But get him like the. He's the, not even the greatest guy to wear number fifteen for their team. A constellation ring, you know. If I'm mellow, I'd just say no. <laughs> Why would you want a ring that you had nothing to do with? And the guy that won the ring is wearing your number. Yeah, that's crazy. facts. That is crazy. Maybe I don't know, dude. Tell Chris Paul's daughter to suck it up. Her dad's a her dad's a. Beast. See, that's what I said. Yeah, Why wouldn't you say in return? Still- okay. What's your dad do? Is he a plumber? Because my dad is an NBA yeah, Hall of Famer. That's what I would say. I'd be like, um, who's your dad? Like, come on now. Well, my dad works at the plumbing company. That's, I mean, but not many people can say that their dad is an NBA player, let alone, Dude, in my opinion, a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> hey, man. Literally. It's just not NBA. Lay off the plumbers <laughs> and the mailman, bro. If you're a plumber or a mailman and you're listening, I'm sorry for Logan Congress' actions. I, I greatly yeah, we apologize. apologize. We apologize. I do apologize. WZIP is not condoning my words or actions against plumbers or mailmen. We do appreciate your okay, services good. to this great country. Good apology. Yes. You saved yourself. I try. <laughs> I do try. But, yeah, um, that's a good question, actually, then. Is Chris Paul a Hall of Famer, ring or not? Yeah. Yeah. Respectably, yes. Yeah, they give away rings to worse players, so I think so. I agree. I agree. I would say definitely a future Hall of Famer. Just based off his career accolades. Yeah, and he's played alongside some really good players, too, which have helped him, I think. Yeah. With him being Could you see Chris Paul ending up with the Lakers, which he originally was supposed to go there with Kobe? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. I definitely could. I would agree. That, That would be my top destination for him. Or I saw rumors... I keep bringing up the Heat, but I saw it. I don't want... That's not a guy that I oh, want. Oh, the Heat's a huge rumor. I'm so surprised you didn't bring it up. They, for me... When I did research, it's like Chris Paul's yeah. number one spot is the Heat. I, 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm about that. You already, I mean, they need to go get a guy that can help now. Yeah, they're gonna get yeah. Kyle Lowry 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just one of them has a little bit more star power, which is Chris Paul. Yeah. I, I don't think the Heat need that. Speaking of stars, though, one of our own, Donovan Mitchell. Lots of talk about Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks, and I'm getting sick of it. I don't know about you guys. But a report comes out that the Knicks will reportedly push for a Donovan Mitchell trade with Cleveland down the line. My response to this is, cool, push for it. That doesn't mean the Cavs are going to give it to you ever. You can push all you want. You can keep calling Kobe Altman's phone like you're his ex-girlfriend all the time. He's not going to pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm not trading Donovan. I'm not even listening if I'm the if I'm the Cavs. That's something we cannot... We just can't even, like, consider, I don't think, right now. Yeah, you know, there, it's, there's no way, but there are rumors, bro, that Donovan was very unhappy with, like, certain things that happened in Cleveland. I don't know how true those rumors are, but that always determines stuff like this. But I don't see him going to the team that just whooped on him. But he talks so much about how much he loves New York and how he's yeah. so impressed with their fan base. That doesn't, I mean, for me, that doesn't bug me, man, because like I said last week, you can, I mean... I you can love your hometown and play for a different city. Miles Garrett, bro. Miles Garrett loves Cleveland sports. Mm-hmm. He ain't even from Ohio. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great example. He loves. He travels to go watch Cleveland sports. He's a real one. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. W Flash. Yeah. Yes. Did you see his dunk? Oh, dude. Yeah, his dunk was sick, bro. I was Garrett. I went to training camp last season, and I was probably about six foot from him. That's the biggest man I've ever seen in my whole life, bro. Oh my and I've been go- and we go to you know, these <laughs> NBA games, and I stand right next to you know Cavs players. I've stood next to Donovan, you know, and mm-hmm. and gotten pictures with him and talked to him, and like, dude, this dude, Miles Garrett, is like. Who's the biggest person we ever saw? Zion? Zion probably the biggest dude we ever big saw. Big as in, in what aspect? Tall or just big? Just big. big Zion. Dude. Zion. Zion, when he walked into the arena, I was, I mean, I, I yeah. did. We went to a lot of Cavs games, Alex. And I am i can't lie. That's the only dude that I genuinely, like, I didn't even get a chance to, like, take his picture. I right. was just like, that's Zion Williamson. Yeah. Like, that struck me. Like yeah. that. Zion probably about three, four feet standing from him. Miles Garrett, bro, eats him for breakfast, dude. Dude's massive. He can do yeah. great in any sport. I would agree. Yeah, he's crazy. So, Abby, do you think that this is something the Cavs should be worried about, the way that he talks about New York, or do you think it's just a matter of liking your hometown? I think it's... Honestly, I think it's just a matter of liking your own town. Like, for, like even, like, for me, like, I say that I love, like, you know, certain parts, but I'm like, you have to consider more aspects. There's so much more to it that, like, he's probably not, like, letting out, but I, I don't think it's something to really worry about. I mean, like you said about no. some people aren't even from Cleveland, but they love the Cleveland sports. Like, I don't know. It just depends who you are, I think. Baker Mayfield Loki when he was in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield loved Cleveland sports. Yeah, but. So that's a, that's interesting. I think Browns players just have nothing better to do than go support other things, yeah. I think, maybe. Um, no, I, I don't see the Cavs doing it. You know, the Cavs have a lot of problems that they need to work on right now to even begin with. So trading Donovan Mitchell is like, that's not going to help any of our problems. It's going to make things worse. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would not listen at all if I'm the Cavs. And the Cavs have some work to do in the offseason. 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's going to do it for our NBA headlines and bring us into something I'm not really keen on talking about when we come back from break, and that is the NBA Finals. And I'm a little bit hurt. I'm a little bit upset. I'm, I've cried a few times here and there. But we will talk about it very shortly when we come back for our final 30 minutes of today's show. You won't want to miss it. Stick with us on WZIP. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sports Power Talk for our final discussion of today's show, and that is the NBA Finals. Once again, I am your host, Logan Conger. Joining me right now is Mr. Alex Henry, Mr. Jump in the Elevator, Break Things at the University of Akron. <laughs> waka waka doo doo, yeah, baby. Okay, that's that's, that's getting clipped. That will be a new sounder that's on our show. Okay. Also, Jake Murray to go, bro. Eat my shorts, as uh, <laughs> would say. I don't like you, bro. I don't like you today. Oh, man, I'm glad we finally got other people on the train. <laughs> and on the, eat my shorts. And on the other oh, side my. of the desk, we have Miss Abby Coley from the University of Akron's Zips women's soccer team. But before we get into any talk, I actually want Abby to talk a little bit about herself, give herself the spotlight here. Abby had a really cool opportunity to represent her country with Puerto Rico in the CONCACAF Championships just a few weeks ago, and super cool opportunity in the Dominican Republic. Abby, I'm going to toss it to you. Give us a little spiel about your experience and what it meant to you to represent your country. Yeah, so hey guys, so it was, first off, like, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. It was amazing. I worked with a great group of girls. Uh, the coaches were amazing. So what it was was basically, um, I was able to play for Puerto Rico, which I am Puerto Rican, so I was able to play for them. But we qualified for the championships because the team beforehand had played in Curacao um, to qualify for the championships to eventually qualify for the World Cup. So my bracket was basically um, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic. And then there was a second bracket of the United States, Jamaica, Panama, and Canada. So the top two most successful teams would move on to the um, to the championships of this tournament, and then eventually the top three would qualify for the World Cup. Uh, we were able to qualify, but again, it was super awesome, just a great experience being able to go to another country and just to play with girls that are also like yourself. So again, like super thankful, but crazy opportunity and can't wait for more to come. So thank you guys. Absolutely. Extremely cool opportunity. Something we've never had up here at WZIP Sports before. Someone that does things like that, and I was very excited to hear about it. Alex, you're making a face over there, an excited face. I'm about to say something silly, bro. I don't know. Is it Puerto Rico part of America? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so I didn't, so like, we're all technically like citizens. So like, I didn't need my passport, like technically, like I was good. Sweet. So cool. Yeah. Very cool opportunity. Y'all, I once broke my eighth grade uh, record in wrestling for most pins in a single season. Wow. Wow. Alex, Back in impressive, school, bro. So that that deserves that deserves some applause. Thank you, yeah. thank you. It really just, does. Abby's making me jealous, bro. She comes on here, she got to be the athlete now. It's whatever. It's cool, I guess. <laughs> no, she probably put my butt in soccer. No, but like I'd have to agree. Like in middle school, like I felt like like so cool. Like middle school was always like you know I don't know. I just felt like 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 I don't know. It was something special about middle school. Like something was. I would state like, that year. Like, yeah, that's, to, impre- that's so impressive. Like, I was thugging. I was real skinny. I lost about 30 pounds that season. Wow. So. wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations, I've Alex. gained that's it back awesome. uh, <laughs> since college. I had the freshman 15 and then the sophomore 15. <laughs> <laughs> so I gained about 30 pounds. So. Oh, jeez. And last thing before we get into our NBA Finals talk, I would like to extend a very happy birthday to our biggest listener and my biggest hater, Jake Marinigo. Jake Marinigo. 
happy birthday in the most sincere and nice way possible. Happy birthday, buddy. Seriously. Happy birthday. And I actually have a present for you that will be debuted next week here on Sports Power Talk. Jake Myrnagoat, you are now a sounder up here at WZIP. You don't even know what this is, but your voice and your audio will be played here on WZIP and will last for many years to come, and it is my gift to you. And I wish I could debut this week, but it's not quite finished yet. So be excited. Make sure you tune in next week and have a very happy 16th birthday, young man. That's all. That is my spiel. <laughs> and now it's time to talk NBA basketball. Okay. And starting with... You were stalling. You are really stalling. You don't want to talk about NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I personally am not high on talking about if this he's one. he's wishing ha- Jake yeah. Burnett go a happy birthday I wanted to kill an extra three straight. to four minutes there. That's how you know he's stalling right now. Yeah, this I am hurt. stalling because the Miami Heat are down 3-1 heading into Denver. They did not protect home floor. The culture was not there, and I'm very upset about it. I have a lot of things to say about why the Heat are not being successful right now right now but let's start off with let's recap game four which was the most recent one and a tough one for Miami they just didn't even look present they I I ended up turning off the game at this point I just had no interest I would have rather poked my own eyeballs out than watch the way that the Miami Heat were playing basketball against the Denver Nuggets and watch Bruce Brown and Christian Braun hoop all over Jimmy Butler made him look like an average role player. Wow. So, Logan, from from a really big Heat fan, what what are the Heat doing wrong? What What's the issue? What are the Heat doing wrong? Like, what do they need to fix? I what? have my answer. Go ahead. We answer it. Abby, am I allowed to answer of course. and see what Logan thinks? Yes. So, where did I write in my notes? One, 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 one second. Mm, yes, yes, yes. The Heat, hold on, where am I at? The Heat are so aggressive. And I'm going to get technical. There's mm-hmm. obviously a lot more issues, but at, looking at the X and O's, they're so aggressive trying to stop the pick and roll with Murray, bro. And and then the Nuggets use a cut offense, and they lob it. And it's like some weird variation of a triangle offense. But the Heat have never been an aggressive defensive team And now they're all like, oh, yeah, let me be the most aggressive defensive team of all time and just get Mm -hmm. trashed on by Jamal Murray off the pick and roll. And then they're cutting to anybody and they're lobbing to anybody or they're getting open shots from anybody clearly off of we're going to try to – it's going to be Steph Curry finals where we stuff the pick and roll with two, three guys. Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Why? It's so bad. And that's the X's O's of it. But um, besides that, Jimmy Butler also is just like not even there is another thing I would look at. What do, you, what do you think, Logan? Hit me. I would absolutely agree with everything you just said, honestly. I also think that as much as it pains me to say this because I, I, I think the Nuggets are the most boring team in the NBA, the most boring good NBA team, the Nuggets are just that good. This year, I mean, Jokic is that good. Jamal Murray is that good. Their role players are that good. As much, I mean, win or lose, the Heat are the most, in my opinion, the most successful eight seed of all time, and the most unexpected eight seed of all time. But the Nuggets are probably one of the best one seeds of all time, and they are looking like a team that has is meant to be here. Mm-hmm. The Heat, as big as a supporter of I am, as I am. 
The Heat were not meant to be here. The Nuggets are a team that at the beginning of the season, I could have said they might go to the NBA Finals. Mm. And people did say that. Mitch Bates said that. And here they are. They're meant to be there, and they're meant to win this title. As much as I hate to admit it. Yeah, when you have Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown popping up for over 20. That's the other thing about the Nuggets. Finals game. That's crazy. That's the other thing about the Nuggets. Their role players are good for 15 to 20 points. They pass the ball. They get people involved. It's not all Jokic. The Heat fully rely on Jimmy Butler. And when he doesn't perform, done. They have nothing. Because as good as, as great as the Heat role players think they are, they're not. They're all role players. They have no second star. Bam Adebayo is not a second star to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's my point of view on it. So I wrote in the outline if Miami loses, but I want to change my wording. When Miami loses, wow. what changes must they make to be back in this position next year? I mean, number one, like. Um, it's so hard, dude, because it's you're in such a unique situation as a Heat fan. And by the way, Logan, you should be pretty grateful because you got two people on that really don't hate the Heat. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. And you're going through a rough patch right now, so so you know we're not gonna be yeah. like, yeah, Logan, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I, I do appreciate it. I'm already wallowing in my own pain, so I don't need it from yeah, anybody bro. else. I yeah. Loki was rooting for the Heat. I, I love. Yeah, I feel I like if you too. are a casual NBA fan and you're not rooting for the Heat, you're weird for that. Yeah, no, it's I like an eight it. seed. Yeah, I was was rooting for the Heat. I like them. Um, But anyway, to answer your question, what do the Heat need to do, bro? You know this. They just, they need consistency. They need need that consistent guy. And it's so weird because how do you get to the finals without having that consistent guy? My answer would be is, it's kind of like what I talked about in the Guardians in the first segment. If you missed that, you know, we were talking about how, you know, all three of the hitters are all hitting good at the right time. Well, in the Heat, it was like during the regular season, you had guys like Tyler. You guys had guys like, um, what's the dude? What's, what's the center dude's name? Big big dude. What's his name? Big guy. For the Heat? Yeah. Out of bio. Yeah, yeah. And he's popping off during the regular season. And then they slow down during the playoffs, but Jimmy Butler picks it up. But when you don't have that LeBron James player-esque, you know, that mm-hmm. player that can get you there and always give you what you need in the finals... You're not going to win, so you need consistency. I saw a tweet that said 100% of the teams that have come back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals consisted of Kevin Love's leadership, and I replied and said that is the dumbest tweet I've ever seen. The only reason that the Cavaliers came back from 3-1 was not Kevin Love, was not Kyrie Irving. It was LeBron. If you don't have a guy like LeBron, there's a reason no other team has ever come back, and it will not be the Miami Heat. LeBron was like Superman like that. And it doesn't even need to be LeBron. I mean, you can look at a guy like my my dog, my dog, Tim Duncan, bro. What a I thought you were going to seriously lead into like your actual dog with that. Oh, you can look at my actual dog. <laughs> no, like, you can look at Tim Duncan. You can look at Dirk. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Look at Dirk. He was just the consistent player for the team the whole year mm-hmm. when they won the finals. And you, mm-hmm. you remember that, Logan, I'm sure. Uh, Leave me alone. So, come on, I gotta hit, I gotta hit something, you know? Uh, but no, I mean, like, they had that consistent player, and it's so funny because the Heat, like, they have all these good players, and you would think that it's okay for one of them to not be playing good and still be all right. And for it's sure. It's just not. No. Yeah. It's sad. It is very sad. And it, what, do, what do you think they need to do? What do I think they need to do? They need to get 
Jimmy is second star, whether it's Damian Lillard or somebody else. I even mentioned, I brought up the name Bradley Beal. I, I think Bradley Beal would be a great supporting second player, and then you have Bam Adebayo as a three. Mm. But I, I wouldn't go with him over Dame, but they need to bring in another name to help Jimmy, and they need to find they need to find more leadership because if Udonis Haslam is going to retire, that takes away a voice, and they need a voice. That's Udonis Haslam's only role on this team is being a voice, and they're going to lose that, so find one. You know, it's actually, like, it's so funny because the culture got you there. The Heat culture got you to the finals, but the Heat culture, culture is the thing that... Culture will get us there, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on the... And, like, the thing is, you need to keep the culture. You know, you need to keep the winning, that winning culture, that culture, or whatever the Heat culture is to you, Logan. You need to be able to keep that culture. So if you're losing players that help keep the culture... And now you're starting to be that team that doesn't have the grit and doesn't have this and the fan base and whatever. Well, now what? Right? Yeah. We need it. You need that. You need that. I mean, even like, dude, the Heat, when you look at like your Heat culture stuff, I don't know how I even feel about it. But they've had so many like different players who were never that good, like UD, um, that just helped the team so much. Like, I always think of Birdman, bro. Like, Birdman wasn't crazy good, bro. But he was, he just, enveloped that what that heat spirit I'm not going to call it culture sure. but what it was that heat spirit and they don't have that and I, I wonder if it's because they've always had a guy who's always been on the heat you have Dwayne Wade you know and he's he's there and that's where he's at you know and that's pretty much where he stayed and then you have you know LeBron or Birdman or UD and now it's like well they're pretty much just a team of guys that they traded for it is mm-hmm. and now it's like if that culture doesn't stay, that quote-unquote culture doesn't stay, then uh, it's kind of hard. And I, I think, think, and I think Coach Coach uh, Spolster can do it. I think he can keep the culture by himself, but that'd be hard, especially after losing the finals. Embarrassing. Eric Spolster is definitely a big factor in the culture because yeah. he, him, I would like I mentioned when I gave my whole explanation on this like a year ago. The culture was created by Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. Alonzo Mourning, Dwayne Wade, and Udonis Haslam. Yeah. And the only remaining piece of that, well, Pat Riley, but the only remaining active piece always with the team will be Eric Spolstra. Yeah. That's it. So they have to find somebody else that will buy in and understand. Yeah, coaches can't play. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So Tyler Hero, who apparently is Abby's favorite player of all time, didn't know that. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. He made the choice or so far, has made the choice to remain out. He is cleared to play, but he stated that he did not want to mess with the team's rotation. Do you think at this point, when they're down 3-1, does Eric Spolstra tell him, hey, man, forget that. We need you in the lineup now, and there's nothing you can mess up more. We lose a game, we're done. So if you're Tyler Hero, are you changing your mind on that, or do you guys respect his decision to just remain out and not mess with the current situation? For me, I mean... I, I mean, it's evident. I mean, we look at, we look at like, who's leading, who's not. I mean, as a player, as an athlete, like, I want to do whatever I can to win. But do I understand where he's coming from by not wanting to mess with rotation? Sure. But I don't know. For me, I just feel like, like, I would want to, I would want to get in there. I would want to do whatever it takes to help keep this culture going, to, to win, to help. Like, because you don't want to go out that badly, I feel. Right. You know what I mean? But... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of tough, but if he's really gonna help, if he's really gonna help that much, and I mean, if he's really gonna play his role, um, 
being more consistent of scoring and doing stuff like that, then maybe it is the right thing for him to come in and play. But Do you think, Abby, do you think that Tyler Hero, let's say he does decide to come in, Yeah. do you think that that helps anything? Do you think that helps him? I mean, personally, he's a... I would say he's a good-sized guy, but he's not the kind of guy who's going to be locked down defense on you. He's not. He's not. He's going to give you points, though. He'll give you points. So So that hits what I'm saying. What I said earlier, I want to see the Heat play more conservative defense, mm-hmm. and they need that, and Tyler Hero is not good on defense. No. That's what I think they would help win. So Very I'm true. like, I 100% agree with you, Abby. Yeah, play. Go help your team. Mm-hmm. Why have you not been playing? You're not messing up the rotation. They need anything they can get. They're rotating Kevin Love, you know, and he's balling. Imagine if that was Tyler Hero, bro. Mm-hmm. Imagine you were able to rotate him in. Uh, you should have played. But, I mean, what are you really going to do? If he would have been here the whole time, different story. That's yes. Now that puts, now the Nuggets, if anything, whether he plays like hot trash, if anything, that's just a player that the coach of the Nuggets and the Nuggets players have to now think about. Mm-hmm. If anything, they don't need to think about him if they bring him in. I mean, it's, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, They just keep doing the same thing. If I'm him, I'm probably... I mean, I know at this point there's... he. I don't think he helps or hurts, is the way I put it. If he wants to play, let him play. Maybe pull him off the bench. That doesn't mess with the rotation at all. He can take away minutes from, like... A guy like Max Struess or somebody like Max Struess starts, but yeah, I would I would say it's fine to play him, but I also do respect his decision because a guy that hasn't played in months is going to be cold, whether he's been training or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know if Game Five in a closeout series is the best point to test that out. Mm. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree on that. But how often are you going to be in this position ever again, too? Every year because they're the best team of all time. Dear. Your opinion. Oh, bro. right, bro. <laughs> but, but, and you lost me. All right, all right. <laughs> we were being pretty lenient with you. No, but, like, honestly, though, I mean, how often are you going to be in this spot? He's so got it's, ring, bro. No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't have a ring. He does not have a ring. I lied. He doesn't have a ring. I don't know where I, why no. I said that. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. But I, I respect, again, I do respect. But how so. many NBA players have a song uh, made by Jack Harlow? That is true. <laughs> That's actually really good, too. <laughs> so, like, why even play the finals, then? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> your your career's already, already locked. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I Tyler Hero doesn't make much of a difference for me right now, all honesty. Yeah. Um, heading into Game 5. Let's talk a little bit about the Nuggets' role players' impact on their success. As we kind of touched on it before, they're able to really get the ball around to their role players. Bruce Brown, Christian Braun, they've been doing a ton for them. Michael Porter Jr., he's a starter, but more of a role player compared to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Why is it that the Sun, I mean, the Nuggets' role players are so locked in right now? Dude, it's because this is it. This is it in basketball. Let me lay it out for you. When you're great players can play great in any sport. Any sport, sorry. Any sport. When your best players can play great, your role players should be playing their role. As simple as that sounds. So when you have Joker, when you have Jamal Murray playing great basketball, the role play- that means the role players are playing great basketball. LeBron James 
is the greatest facilitator in basketball history. Nobody will ever be able to facilitate a team like he did. Because of him being great, no matter who was around him, the other players were also great. No matter who it was. So, you look at this team, and when their best players... It's so funny to say that the offense runs around Jamal Murray, but it, it low-key does. But it's not because Jamal Murray is the best player on the team. It's because he is able to play his key great... What you, what you signed him for. Mm. And because of that, everybody else does good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Joker. It's the same thing. So when your great players play great, your role players don't. And that's the thing with the Heat. Their great players aren't playing great, and their role players are not really great to even begin with, right? So that's right. the thing with LeBron. LeBron never had great role players around him, but because he was great, he was able to elevate him regardless. Well, when you're the Heat and your players are playing, your great players are playing bad. They're not going to elevate anybody behind them. That's why Kevin Love has to step up and try to be the main guy on the Heat. He can't be the main guy. He can try. You know, you talk veteran leadership. Bring him off the bench and veteran leadership. (laughs) He can't do that in the finals. No. He's not your great player. He's not a game changer. So, you know, you look at the Nuggets and their role players are playing great Mm -hmm. because everybody's playing great. Mm -hmm. It's how it works. It's how you win in sports. When Tom Brady plays great in football. Everybody plays great around him. Tom Brady was never on the best team in New, in New England. But because Tom Brady was so good, everybody was good. That's how it works. Yeah. I don't know why I got so mad about that. But yeah, just, you're a little heated over there. Face yeah. is red. Well, dude, as a, like I'm not a Heat fan, but as like cheering for the Heat, it's like, come on. It's, yeah. And being a Cavs fan, too, it's like you see what you need to do and it's so clear. When when the Bucks won the finals, it was the same thing. Their good players played good, so the role players did their job. It's how it works. It's so simple. When you can't do that, why even try? Yeah. Why Absolutely. turn off the TV? There's no point. Yeah. Turn off the TV, like you said. But yeah, good for the Nuggets, man. You know, I like Aaron Gordon, so and good. I love Jamal Murray. Good for the Nuggets. Yeah, good, for yeah, good for the Nuggets. It hurts, but good for the Nuggets. So game five. Heading into Denver, the Heat are down 3-1. What is one key for each team to win this game? The Nuggets, it's a closeout game. They win the NBA Finals if they win. For the Heat, it's do or die. What are your, Abby, I'll start with you. What are your keys to the game for each team? I would say for the Nuggets, keep doing what you're doing. Like, they're so successful because everybody knows their role and is willing to play it. Because if they don't, someone else will play their role for them Mm -hmm. at this point in time because... It is the final game. But I would just say, just keep doing what you're doing. They have the depth. They have the talent. So keep with it. For the Heat, honestly, they need to make a change. Like, this is the last blow. This is the final game. Like, this is all they've got. It's for all the marbles. So, honestly, I think they just need to, someone needs to get a fire, like, up their butt. If that's (laughs) Jimmy Butler or who. But someone needs to catch fire and just get that energy going. Because I feel like there's, like, been a lack of energy or something, just get, like, an energy going, get everyone kind of fueled up, and just get the game going, because if you have the momentum, no one can take that from you but yourself. So I think that they just need to find something and run with it, basically, for the Heat. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, mine's short. I said the Nuggets need to continue to play aggressive offense, and the Heat need to start playing conservative defense. Um, You know, the Heat are playing this hard man defense, like I mentioned earlier, 
and I would like to see more zone, um, and hopefully that stops something. Honestly, Abby, I want you to be so right that the, their key should the heat should be somebody needs to catch fire, somebody needs to catch fire. Mm-hmm. But because it just hasn't happened, mm-hmm. I just lay it on the coach. Hope that the X's and O's can get you there because none of your players are Logan. Absolutely, I would agree. The coaching has to be there for Miami. You have to really put them in the mindset, that do-or-die mindset. They've been there before. Use it. Yeah. Make sure that remember what happened in Boston and take it to your advantage. For the Nuggets, absolutely agree with Abby. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change anything. And you are one win away from your franchise's first NBA championship, which that should that's a feat. Yeah. You want that feat, go get it. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, like... The, the hardest part about being so loud and open with your opinions, Logan, you know, mm-hmm. is when you're wrong, everybody knows you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I've been such a hater on Joker, bro. I've yeah. been nothing. He's the most overrated player ever, blah, 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 blah. I'm so wrong. Yeah. I mean, this dude is so good. Now, that all stems from me thinking that he shouldn't have won certain MVPs, and I actually still believe that. But that does not mean that he is not such a generational talent, one of the best centers of all time already. That does it. So I was pretty wrong there. I, I would was, agree. I was very wrong. I will not call him boring anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was very wrong. Guys, that's going to about do it for our show. We talked a lot of NBA basketball, talked some MLB, got your hot mic questions in. Game five of the NBA Finals is tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. Hopefully the Miami Heat can pull it out. Guys, any final thoughts from you? Um, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Hope you guys enjoyed um, the show, and uh, I'm excited for football season. It's like less than 100 days, so we, we should be getting there. Abby? Yeah, no, I'm super excited, too. It was awesome to have my first, uh, my first show, um, so I'm really excited. I can't wait to keep going, but no, um, soccer season's coming up, football season's coming up, um, so I can't wait to see my coaches, my friends, um, everybody on campus, but yeah, I'm excited to be here, and I can't wait to keep going, so... Absolutely. Final thoughts for me. A huge shout out to your team, Zips Women's Soccer, for the very nice letter that they sent me in the mail the other day. It was very kind hearted and I appreciated to see that in the mail at my parents' house when I stopped home. Um, shout out to my aunt. She's listening on her way back to Columbus right now. Yo, Joey. Shout out Logan's aunt. Yes. And <laughs> Joey, up? thank you for listening. Uh, Lexi, don't feel bad about popping in the eye with a soccer ball. I know you felt really bad. My eye is okay. My glasses are not, but my eye is okay. And then last thing I want to leave you with before we close out is a quote which is success in life comes to to those who simply refuse to give up. Individuals with vision so strong that obstacles, failure, and loss only act as teaching. So if you take nothing else away from this show, take those wise words brought to me by Mr. Dan Baumgartner. Joining me on today's show was Miss Abby Coley and Mr. Alex Henry. Same time, same place right here on Z88 next Sunday, 11 to 1. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you then right here on WZIP.